0: Hello and welcome back to the latest Think Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Supply chain issues means that it is a lot harder for people to buy new cars with all the bells and whistles. Bank of Ireland Head of Motor Sector Stephen Healy explains what's going on and how the rest of the year is shaping up for the sector. I'm joined here today by Stephen Healy, Head of Motors Sector in Bank of Ireland. And unless you've been hiding under a rock and you aren't aware of the conflict in Ukraine and also everything that the pandemic has caused over the last while, um, there's a supply chain problem in the world. And one area this is hitting very hard is the motor sector. Um, Stephen, how is supply shaping up in the marketplace? And is it getting harder to buy new vehicles with all the bells and whistles? Because I've heard people say it's getting hard.
1: Yeah, it's been a real challenge this year, John. Um, you know, the, the, the consumer demand has been really strong in the first half of this year, and that pent-up demand carried over from 2021. Um, you know, but supply shortages have impacted the market, uh, the true market potential this year. And as you said, this is due to this, its global supply chain problems, microchip, short- microchip shortages, uh, and this, uh, this impacts ultimately manufacturing output. But I suppose on on a positive note, new car sales this year in Ireland increased 2% in the first half um, year on year. And that compares favorably to the UK, which recorded a decline of 12% in the first half and a decline of 14% overall in the EU. Um, and, And in fact, believe it or not, in the month of June, European sales were the lowest recorded in June since 1996. And none of that has to do with demand. It's all to do with supply. Um, so that's extraordinary. So deposit balances increased during COVID. So so those with the means are, are, are buying cars. And what about the output for the rest of the year, Stephen? Uh, I suppose you know if you look back, John, um, 2019, sorry, 2021, new car sales are up 19%. That was about 90% of 2019 levels. And as I said, sales rose, new car sales rose by 2% in the first half this year. So that just shows it's, it just takes time to recover from the impact of the supply chain measures coming out of the pandemic. Um, van sales, for instance, are, are well down on last year. They're down about 25% in 2021 levels. There's, there's severe supply restrictions on, on vans. Um, demand is there, and supply isn't. Um, so, so, the expectation for the rest of the year is for a flat new car market. I, I don't think it's going to be any bigger than 2021. And despite the impact of the, you know, the, the the additional impact of the war in Ukraine, there there was already increased microchip supply baked into the H2 production outlook. So, so that means improved supply for the 2023 market for Ireland. So, lead times are likely to, to still be longer than average. So, I think, if you were in the market to buy yourself a new car, now is the time to start talking to your dealer about a car for the new year.
0: And just out, out of interest, if you are talking to your dealer, how would you be
1: waiting, do you think? Depends by brand and by franchise. I mean, so, some franchises have stock uh, and have stock now. Um, uh, but generally speaking, a lot of, a lot, a lot of franchises are, are very tight stock. So you, you might not get, if you go into a dealer now, you might not get exactly what you want, but you might get a, a higher spec model um, uh, so you know you could go into a dealer and be looking at but if you wanted to order a car let's say you wanted a red one with a sunroof and a tow bar and a different colored interior and an upgraded radio you'll have to wait probably 6 months uh, for an order that's really specific
0: and supposing speaking about the war in ukraine uh, what impact is it having in terms of supply of specific components and how is the industry getting around this
1: Yes, look, there's been real you know, disruption to supply chains, John, and that's led to reduced production capacity. And for the motor sector, it varies hugely by, by brand. Um, uh, but it, ultimately it compounds inventories that already are at all time lows. You know, automa- automotive manufacturers, they have ex- extensive supply chains. They're, a- they're able to adapt and shift production globally and suppliers globally. But, you know, as an example, the manufacturing and supply of, of wiring harnesses in the UK in, in the Ukraine uh, were impacted. and Bione, uh, is a major supplier. In, um, with, it's a global company um, with two plants based in Ukraine, uh, and they're based in Western Ukraine. And believe it or not, uh, they're now back operating at pre-war capacity, despite the risks. Um, you know, they they have uh, warning. Air alert, air raid alert, sirens going off uh, periodically. Where staff have to rush to bunkers, I couldn't imagine working in the environment that they work in. But yet, they, that is life in those Leoni plants. So, so you know, what have manufacturers done? They, they've, they you know, in, in response to the and support to the sanctions, they've halted exports to and production within Russia. Um, Eighteen of twenty motor manufacturing plants have closed in Russia. Only two remain open. One is Russian; the other Chinese. Um, the car market has since crashed in Russia. The market has fell eighty percent in April, fell by another eighty percent in May. Car prices have risen by fifty percent. It's um, it's a you know it's caused a disaster in in in, the, in their own market. So Russians are now looking at restarting brands that are decades off the market. And one for listeners to look up is the Moskvich. Um, And, yeah, so they're looking at rebuilding that. Russia, back to your question, Russia is the world's largest Producer of palladium, it's used in catalytic converters and cars. The Ukraine is a major producer of neon gas that's used in production of microchips. So, look, it all leads to rising input costs for margin uh, for uh, manufacturers. Um, and it, that includes metals and other commodities that may lead to increased retail prices for customers. And that we've already seen that with, let's say, a brand like Tesla, who've increased prices on a number of occasions. This year already. So I think we'll also see more onshoring of production back into the EU, John, you know, a reduction in that globalization um, and ongoing disruption within you. But component shortages, I think, are going to improve next year, particularly if consumer electronic demand slows down. and as, as, the as the transition to electric cars takes pace and gains pace, the sector will need even more supply of these microchips to power those kind of cars.
0: And speaking of electric cars, uh, notwithstanding the supply chain issues, I'm seeing more of these electric cars on the roads. Uh, it's actually funny, I'm looking at cars in front of me and I'm saying, ah, that has no exhaust. I'm, I'm kind of just seeing them. It's, it's nearly a game with me. But how is demand for electric vehicles shaping up?
1: look, it's, it's, it's extraordinary just how much demand has accelerated, if you excuse the pun, for, for electric chargeable cars. So in 2022, in the first six months, a little over 20% of new cars are, are electrically chargeable. So in other words, anything with a plug attached to it. And that compares favourably, let's say, to the EU, which is, uh, we're about two percentage points ahead of the EU, it's 18.6%. And in Ireland... Pure battery electric vehicles um, represent thirteen percent of sales. That compares to fourteen percent in the UK and ten percent in the EU. So, on a percentage basis, uh, we're doing okay. And you know, uh, why is the EU lower? I suppose Eastern EU countries have the lowest adoption because they have the lowest GDP and average earnings would be far lower than Western Europe. And if you consider in Ireland, back to Ireland, if you consider. these. An electrically chargeable car is the combination of your battery, your fully battery electric car, and your plug-in hybrid. There's about 50,000 of those on the road today, out of a total of 2.2 million. So, you know, we've a long way to go to the Government Climate Action Plan target of about 845,000 cars by 2030. Um, you know, manufacturers are building more and more electrically chargeable vehicles and low-emission vehicles, which will include petrol. To meet uh, strict EU emission standards, so I think looking forward, John, the the demand is very strong this year in Ireland. I think it's going to be even stronger next year. You know, I think you'll see EC's ECV's ECV demand continue to grow um, despite being in an inflationary environment. And I, I think what's also critically important is that our government continues battery electric vehicle grants to support the transition.
0: And uh, with that, thank you very much, Stephen, for a great sum up of what's going on.
1: Absolutely, John. My pleasure. and look forward to talking to you again soon.